Ivan knows best. Man, oh man, does it feel good to be back, man. Welcome to Ivy Knows Best, man. It is me, your guest, obviously your host, Eric Ivy, man. Hey, I just want to, you know, <clears throat> thank y'all. Thank y'all all for tuning in with me today and coming to have a seat. You know, excuse my voice a little bit. I'm a little bit hoarse. I've <clears throat> been out here um, playing with my kids and acting a fool. So um, that's where I've been for the last month, man. I took, you know, took a month off, uh, you know, give y'all some time to catch up on all the material and stuff like that. And, you know, recharge my dad batteries and pour into my children, you know, which uh, kind of pours into our next topic, you know, the topic for today, you know, so uh, come on in, have a seat, sit down with me, shake my hand. Oh, all that stuff. Give me a pound, you know, give me a hug. It's been a long time. You know, I want to thank y'all, you know, as always for tuning in. So now that we're all here, um, <clears throat> as always, you know, we start this off, you know, it starts off with a conversation. Um, I was kicking with my daughter the other day, actually this morning. When you say the other day, it was this morning, really. And uh, I was taking her to school. <clears throat> my oldest daughter, she's 13 years old. In middle school, she's in eighth grade. And um, I was telling her, I said, hey, you know, I was acting a fool the whole time. You know what I mean? Like playing Disney music and stuff like that while I'm dropping my teenager off at school. You know, she's embarrassed. So uh, she's like, dad, man, like, you know, like, stop. You're going to embarrass me. Uh, I'm like, man, I don't care. I don't care. I'm your dad. You know what I mean? That's my job. That's my mission in life. My mission in life is to scare everybody off who who doesn't belong, you know. So I was spending a lot of the time dancing and cutting a fool. And then my daughter's like, you're just so embarrassing. And I really kind of like sat back and I thought about it, right? Like there's so many different types of parents in this world, right? But we never, ever get the parents that we want. Something Most of the time, you know, <clears throat> when it comes down to good structure parents, God gives us the parents that we need, right? You're born to the parents you need, whether it's your mother, your father, or whatever your situation is. You know what I mean? So uh, just utilizing my own personal situation in life as a kid, I realized, you know, because um, obviously I had this conversation with my biological father. He'll tell you um, we had this conversation and, and and there's a realization. I said, you know what? My, my father, the man who raised me, was the father I needed. You know, that was the man that I needed to, to develop me into the father that I am today. Right. Had I, you know, God knows had I had another influence it probably wouldn't have been the right thing at the time and lord forbid you know lord knows how it would come out right and that's no knock to him that's just the realization you know it's realization of, of of where we are and who we are as people right so um i was telling my daughter i said man like like you know correlating that to this i was like what like what what kind of parent you want me to be you want me to be like this super cool dad who just doesn't say nothing to be a robot she was like yes just don't be extra i was like what i am extra like, like what you mean don't be extra like that's my job my job is to ensure that you know the person that you end up with in life you know <clears throat> even though he or she whatever you choose in your life might not be extra but at least for a fact they know that your dad is and if they line step with you a certain way they should know for a fact they got to deal with this unpredictable black dude who don't care about anything other than um you know his his daughter's happiness and her safety Right. So like my job is to weed out the baddies. Now, it's your job to, to, to bring them, you know, and I'll tell you what I choose to do, and what I feel. But as a grown woman, you're going to make your own decisions, you know. So <clears throat> saying that to say this, my daughter was I was like, you know, hey, don't ever ask. I told her, I said, don't ever ask um, for parents that you don't necessarily, you know, that you think you want. Just be happy for the ones you got, you know, like be happy that you got a dad who cares. Like, scratch me being cool and not being like I, I told us I can't be a gorilla with you all the time. You're my daughter. You have to see my goofy side. You got to see my happy side, because if I if I showed you um, 
the, the side of me that, that some people have had the displeasure of meeting, you're going to be looking at me completely different than you would look at me, you know, in any other terms of, 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 uh, of, of who I am as a person, like me as a person, I'll look totally different to you. <clears throat> so she was like, okay, whatever, dad. And she just gets out the car, right? Gets out the car and close the door. Right. And I drive off and I'm like, just thinking about this. Like, man, like my daughter's really growing up. I remember when she was like two, three years old and, and it was just all about me and her and her mom and all this, you know, before I even had other children. So it was like, you know, we spent a lot of time together and I realized like my baby has actually grown up, grown up and she's grown out of needing me to be goofy dad. But the thing is, as parents, we don't stop being who we are. Right. We don't stop having a goofy side. And I want my daughter to understand that, like, because <clears throat> she doesn't listen to my show. She used to, but she doesn't. She says she's no longer uh, interested in my show. Uh, she wants to do something of her own. And I, and I get it. You know, when you become a teenager, you get your own stuff going on. So um, I was sitting back. I was like, man, like, how can like how can I how can I convey a message to my daughter? That was my question. Like, how can I convey a message to my daughter that I still love her and that you know, I'm still here. Well, what I thought about, um, I sat back, I thought about my parents. I thought about how my parents conveyed their message and my parents never changed who they were. You know, they just unveiled themselves, you know, layer by layer in a more mature way. <clears throat> right. So with my mother and my father, my mother disciplinary, love it to death, you know, but she didn't play no games. My pops would talk to you, you know, before he has to get to a point where he has to do something, he'll talk to you. He'll give you an opportunity. So like, you know, watching, you know, the older I got and just kind of like remembering it. And I know a lot of y'all can remember this too. Like some of y'all parents probably were easier on y'all at the beginning, harder on y'all in the end. Like me, I, my mother was strict with me 24 seven, you know, and then she kind of eased up when I became like 17, 18 years old. But my pops had always been like the same way. Like he's just been cool, laid back, quiet. And that's that. So like, I realized that's the kind of parent I needed. I need to be able to watch his moves, right? Because with my mother, she was so vocal, right? And my father, his presence was so strong. So I respected his presence, you know? And I think that, you know, any father who's actively in their children's life today, I want y'all to understand something. Your presence is what's most important, right? It's, it, see, here, here's the thing with mom. Mom can get away with anything because they come from her, right? They've been, they spend nine months in her, uh, she's done all the babying the first, you know, she's always there taking care of them, cuddling that like, that's that mom, that's mom. There's an esteem for mom. Even if mom was a bad person, which I, I pray to God, none of us have to experience that. But if she is, the children will always forgive that. Right. As a dad, you don't have that luxury. Okay. Even though, yes, your children will still love you. Yes. You'll always be dad, but you, the things you say and the things that you do, are not only under a microscope to the public, but it's under the microscope to your children. So you want to be very careful with how you carry things. You got to be careful with how you act. So I told my daughter, I said, hey, at age 13, you know, <clears throat> I'm going to stop kitty gloving you all the time. I'm going to stop, uh, you know, playing with you the same way I played with you when you were 11 or wait, nine. let's go back a little bit further. Like when you were eight, you know, six, you know, when you were a kid, kid. Like, like, let's obviously I see you're growing up and you're growing into yourself and you're trying to figure your way around things. So, you know, she was like, oh, you're just so embarrassing. Like, you know, I was like, man, how dare you say I'm embarrassing? Like, I don't think you understand how dope this parenting is that I'm slanging at you right now. I'm giving you pure, uncut parenting right now. OK, I'm giving you a peek into my life. You know, I'm giving you a peek into my psyche and who I am. And um, 
But that's kids, man. You know, I realize it's kids and that's how kids look at things. But that's just a kind of a tidbit of <clears throat> what I've been doing. You know what I mean? Just cutting the food with my kids and 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 um and having a good time. And and I think that that's been really good for me because now I've been able to kind of clear my mind of everything else. And obviously we got a lot of stuff that we're going to touch on here in the future, but also here in the show that, you know, I had to kind of take a break from constantly being in front of y'all, being in y'all ear, being in y'all face and, and telling y'all to buy merch and doing it, man. I just had to take time to be with my people because that's, you know, it's good, man. It's good to recharge your batteries. It's good to act the fool. It's good to, to parents. It's good to be, be a person. You know what I mean? We live in a world where everybody's a gangster. Everybody's a savage. Everybody sells dope. Everybody, you know, everybody's a killer. Like, come on. Like, like, you know, I'm, I, I, I want to know where all the regular people are in the world, you know, the people that are just like me, you know, the parents, the boring people. I'm a boring person. I don't care what no one says. All right. <laughs> like straight up, go to work, you know, take care of my children, pay my bills, do a podcast, work out the gym. That is my life. I don't, I don't take time to do any of the other crazy stuff because truth be told, you know, when you, when you're extra, that's how like, I always say this, like the person who's always extra, always gets the most attention, also gets the most problems. I've had all that stuff in my life. I don't want to be extra, you know, not with y'all. I want to be extra with my kids. Like I like for my kids to be like, dad, you're just so extra. Like you're, you know, you're so goofy. You're over the top. Yeah. But other than that, no, <clears throat> I'm not going to be like that in real life. I'm not going to be like that with, with everything I do just with, just with them. So it felt good to do that. And it felt good to just kind of be a regular person for a little bit. So, you know, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to, uh, you know, dive into some more stuff. Yeah. So, um, you know, jumping into this next thing, man, we were um, I was watching the let me stop saying um, <laughs> I was watching the presidential debates last night. All right. And uh, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't impressed with anybody. I mean, obviously, it's only two people and November 3rd is around the corner. Obviously, if you're going to go out there and vote, go vote. If you're not, keep your mouth shut. Okay, end of story. <clears throat> now moving forward. Uh, and, re- and let me let me make sure I'm clear. When I say keep your mouth shut, I say keep your mouth shut because it doesn't necessarily. No, not necessarily. It doesn't like you shouldn't say anything if you're not willing to go try to make a change or something. If you're not gonna go put your name, you know, go and and vote and and, and ensure that the country looks the way that you want it to look on multiple levels, not just the presidential level on multiple levels at Senate, Congress, um, you know, at your, at your home legis- legislation offices down, you know, downtown areas, your mayors, your governors, like all your city officials, all your state officials, all the way down. Like if you, if you don't care all the way down to, you know, the most minute, even your aldermen's, you don't really care completely about the political agenda, what's going on around you. So <clears throat> if you're not willing to vote, for anything other than the face of the nation every year, which is obviously your constitutional right. And I cannot get mad at you for it. But what I will say is this, I don't really want to hear too much about how you feel concerning, you know, the status of the country. If you haven't voted in all these other, you know, aspects and try to make sure that certain people don't get a chance to, um, not only ruin your country, but ruin the the city and the neighborhood you live in. So let's, let's, uh, so let's go ahead and quell a lot of that talk when it comes down to just, oh, you know, president, I don't care about that. Those whoever, Whoever's running, whoever's going to run is going to be picked by the Electoral College. It's not going to really be picked by a popular vote. We know that for a fact. So I don't know why people were so up in arms, but go ahead and vote anyway. Go out and there, do it. It's your civil duty. It's your civic duty, should I say. It's the thing that you can do. It's the thing that, that our uh, ancestors fought for you to be able to do, so go out and do that. All right, now, 
with that, now that we got that out the way, I want everybody to realize something. We sat there and we heard two people who were in their 70s, right, backtrack on a lot of things that they stood for, okay? So everything that, <clears throat> every time that President Trump or, or any person on the right had decided to make an example out of the crime bill of 94 and, and, and all these things that were said, right, just understand President Trump voted on a lot of Republican, I'm sorry, a lot of Democrat, uh, he's life on Democrat. So he, he voted on a lot of Democratic uh, bills as far as, you know, being someone who paid money and all these other things. He's, he's been a person who's been in favor of all those bills being voted into legislation, right? <clears throat> so it's two peas in a pod when it comes down to uh, do they care about people of color, whether it's black, brown, whatever the case may be. Uh, so, um, but nonetheless, I'm watching and I'm listening and, 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 you know, they get to the 94, he starts talking about the 94 crime bill and goes, you oh, know, why didn't you do anything all these years prior, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, you know, Joe Biden steps up and goes, oh, you know, I do apologize. You know, we, it was a mistake and it shouldn't have been done, et cetera, et cetera. Well, here's my thing. Are you going to commute all those sentences that you, uh, that you handed out? I mean. Uh, that's a real good question. Like, are you going to commute all those, all those sentences? Right. And Mr. President, are you going to admit that you also funded a lot of those projects? Are you going to admit that legit you were a lifelong Democrat and you voted for democratic interests and you probably financed a lot of democratic, uh, nominees <laughs> and policies and things like that. Like, let's, let's be honest here. Let, let's not be, let's not sit here and act like, we're like <clears throat> we got two people who had nothing to do with anything. We're talking about two people who are sixty plus years old. Both of them rich, rich money up to the gills, and they're both fighting over. Uh, they're both representing two parties fighting over control of this country, and they're trying to get people to view you a certain way. All right. And another thing is, I think it's crazy. I, honestly, I think it's very childish. You know, it's like it's it's like two chill. It's like two dudes fighting over a beautiful female, right? The beautiful female is, is the minority population, right? And when all these, these questions come up, uh, the Republicans or Donald Trump, they're, they're one dude who's at school. And then, you know, Joe Biden and Democrats, they're the other dude at the school, right? And they both want this chick's attention. And this chick at times is just like, you know what? Both of y'all are treating me bad. <clears throat> Neither one of y'all care. You've, you know, uh, Mr. Republican guy, you've been, you know, very, uh, demeaning and disrespectful as of late, especially with how you treated Muslims and and how you've done travel bans and and things like that. And Mr. Man over here on the left, I mean, I've seen all the things you've done and that your family has done, you know, in the early, in, in the nineties. And I see how you treat us, and how you truly believe, you know, who we are from how you act with us on a regular day basis, on an everyday basis, should I say? So, like, why should I want to be with either one of you? You know, and the sad part is you're only given two options. You know, and I've never understood that. Like, like the fact that you only have two options. Has anybody looked into this? Has anybody? I'm not even like I said, I've said it before. I said on multiple on multiple occasions. Actually, there was something that was brought up in the debate uh, that I'm going to touch on here in a second. But before I get to that, like, I wonder if anyone's ever looked at the fact that there's only two options. And it's only been two options for as long as I can remember. Like it's only like I'm I'm 31, so when it was, uh, you know, Obama versus Romney, Obama McLean, 
uh, Bush and I forgot who he ran against the second time. Uh, but Bush and Al Gore, Clinton, you know Clinton first. But like, like as, as long as I can remember, it's only been two parties that you can that you can go with. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> so you know, I wonder if people realize that, and I real I wonder if people understand that's problematic. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Anywho, now onto the thing that that, that I saw on the show, um, or during the debate, they were saying something that I actually said. He's like, "No, how do you feel?" You know, lady asked, "How do you feel?" Uh, about the fact that minorities have to tell their children or talk to their children about how to um, act when they're, you know, engaged by law enforcement, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And one thing I noticed, and I'm not bashing either side or I'm not siding with either side because anybody who knows me knows I don't vote for any of the political uh, mumbo jumbo or sides. I I really kind of vote off personal interest and who's going to do the best for me or people who look like me or people who are in the same position as that I'm in. Right. Which I think a lot of people vote that way, but nonetheless, uh, one side, which will be, you know, president Trump legit just start talking about everything that he's done for the black community. And it really kind of like, to me, it felt very dismissive because it never touched on the fact that, okay, I understand that, you know, never said like from I, what I didn't get from him to say I, what I want to hear him say would have been. I understand that minorities in this country have a different dealing with law enforcement than anyone else does. I understand that there is a legitimate issue, you know, whether I understand it completely or not. I do understand it to a degree and I'm seeking to understand and I want to rectify that. If he was able to say that, I guarantee you he would have brought so many more people around the block. But the first thing that, that came out of his mouth was everything that his opponent did, you know, against black people and how much he's done. Oh, you know, unemployment rates up or, 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 or having jobs. And I don't care. I don't, like, m- money doesn't solve every problem, man. <clears throat> and, and it just comes to, it, it makes me feel like, um, like, like that's what that side only cares about. That's what it just makes me feel that way. I could be, I could be completely wrong, right? They, as much as, you know, all the rest of people, oh, we're patriots. We care about, you know, uh, small government, big business and et cetera, et cetera. Well, here's the problem with big business. Sometimes when you get someone who's in bed with a lot of people with big business, they're going to do what's in the best and what's in the best for them and their buddies. We've seen that the first time around with, with Bush minus the whole war thing. You know, a lot of his buddies got a lot of those contracting gigs. You know, all this stuff is, is, is on uh, Google and everybody knows about it. But um, nonetheless, moving forward, we've seen again with President Trump. That's what he was talking about. Like, it just kept being this thing of what I've done, what I've done, what I've done. Man, I want to know, how do you feel? The people want to know, how do you feel regarding the people? Now, Joe Biden, don't get it wrong, even though he he completely answered the question. He still hasn't completely atoned for what we know to be, you know, legislation that 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 was built to keep down inner city people right and impoverished people right and now what he did say was something that i said that we should have done a long time ago which i applaud him for he said you know instead of the crime bill putting people in prison we for for things such as cocaine use or, or drug use we should have been putting them in rehab because the issue that they have isn't a criminal issue it's an issue of addiction <clears throat> right so every time you lock they locked up a crack addict or someone or, or someone who was who was using, you were really just kind of making it worse. 
because you weren't getting them help. You were put, you're putting them in prison to rehabilitate them, so to speak. But putting people in prison isn't rehabilitation. I don't care what anyone says. It's not. You can't be. You can't rehabilitate in a place where you're surrounded by monsters or monstrous people or people who've done monstrous things or people who who are murderers and rapists. Like how like how can a drug addict really sit back and say, hey, you know what? This dude that I'm bunking with killed 14 people, right? And now every night that I go to sleep, I got to make sure I'm not number 15. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like that person's living in fear. He's not focused on recovery. He's focused on survival. So you're going to make him worse, you know? So needless to say, <clears throat> uh, I'm glad that he did say that, but he truly didn't atone completely for, for, for the Democrats and what they've done uh, either. But I think I just kind of, you know, I just wanted to touch on it because I kind of felt like it was funny watching two men who were heavily involved with a lot of the things that they've been asked about sit back and point fingers at each other or, or, or one really kind of atone a little bit more than the other one did or the other one saying, well, hey, look, you know, I've done so much for these people. You haven't done anything specifically for blacks. I don't think either side has done anything specific, like just specifically for the African-American community or specifically for minority communities. Period. I think that everything that both sides have done have benefited political interest and have have uh, benefited those who've got who who make money and who pay for their campaigns and, and, and run these big billion dollar or trillion dollar companies. That's what they've both done. That's what I believe. I believe both of them have been have had their pockets greased by, by very important people. That's why you see certain things, certain places. But who am I? I'm just a guy with an opinion. I mean, yeah, the show is Ivy knows best, but I mean, I just know what I know. You know, <clears throat> now what I would like to see moving forward, obviously, that was the last debate for the year. So, you know, that's it. That's the last that was the last ability to say things to kind of get your attention against one another. Now, you know, it's down to vote time and and seeing where the American people vote. Now, look, I want this to be the last time I have to sit up here and talk about, you know, these two people. I, I really don't care. You know what I mean? They're at the, they're at the tail end of the, they're at the tail end of their lives fighting for power to validate themselves. Okay. In a predetermined race that we as people vote on every year just to show people, just to show the, you know, just to show the, the people who really vote or the people who really make the decision where we want or what we want. So uh, we're going to see, man, we're going to see from now, now, you know, what, what these people have, but I just don't want us all to be fooled by the things that we saw in the, in these debates. I don't want anybody to think that uh, President Trump is good for the country. No more than I want them to think that President Biden is good for the country. Nor do I want them to think that President Trump is completely bad for the country. Nor do I believe. Nor do I want them to believe the same about President Biden. Okay, so <clears throat> either way it goes, I think that the people need to get out and make a change. Uh, not only, and, I, and that's why I say I say this all the time. For me, I, here's here's my thing. Voting. Against President Trump, for me, what what it means to me is we get the people who think that way, who think, who, who the people who he who he has emboldened and and empowered to to, to start, you know, speaking up and acting a fool and, and and disrespecting other people. I think that just changes the narrative and they're gone. Like I, I don't feel like they don't exist. I feel like the attitude should change, and I feel like without him being in power, there's really not nothing to talk about. You can fly your flag all you want, but he won't win the presidency, right? 
So, you know, with him out of office, that's what I think happens there. And I think that we're better that way. Also, at the same time, I don't think that I don't think that by bringing Joe Biden and Kamala Harrison that you change everything that's wrong. No, whoever takes over, whoever got the next four years, you have a lot of work cut out for you. You're not about to step in here and, you know, and just smile and everything and be fine. No, the country needs fixing. <clears throat> there's still a pandemic going on outside. There's still no cure for it. There's people who still need help. There's people who are still getting sick. There's still insurance issues. You know, and this is a big boy podcast, by the way. This this, this is a podcast for, for those who really, you know, listen and pay attention. And, you know, I'm not going to just cut y'all, you know, cut y'all some rhetoric and, and talk to y'all about the new hot thing that's going on. Now, I'm just going to talk to y'all about what's like, what's up? I'm going to keep it real with you. You know what I mean? We're, we're going to we're going to go further than than pop culture on this show. You know what I mean? You know, so. But that that's 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 one of the things I wanted to, I wanted to dig into. And a little small, little little short thing I had for you guys is, man, life is too short. Okay, life is too short. Life is far too short. Okay, we should not be spending any time with people who do not appreciate us. If 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 people don't appreciate you, if people don't value you, if people don't love you, love yourself appreciate yourself and value yourself enough to go elsewhere okay for anybody under the sound of my voice okay if you're listening to me whether you're on iHeartMedia, whether you're on um uh you know apple or, or 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 spotify wherever you're listening to me from just know value yourself okay life's far too short to be changing yourself for people who don't want who don't want anything to do with you and they approve it with their actions okay so, you know, I just want y'all to be blessed out there, man. Hey, go out there and vote if you're going to vote. All right, go out there and vote. And, you know, also understand what you're voting for and why you're voting. Obviously, I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in, so I don't care what side you vote for. <laughs> All right, I really don't. I just care that you go out there and you exercise your right if you're going to. And if you're not, don't complain about what we get one way or another. Because, you know, whether it's lose-lose or you feel like it's win-win, like it, it you know, doesn't matter, man. Just go out there, do what you need to do. Uh, and for anybody else out there who is uh, fighting any kind of depression or or you feel or you feel anything like that, man, there's help out there. There's love out there, man. Uh, you know, all, all your answers are, you know, come from God. You know, that's number one. And God puts those answers inside you. So you just need to look inside, man. And if you need help, man, reach out to somebody because there's always somebody out there to reach out to. All right. Hey, man, as always. Y'all can find me on Instagram. Y'all can find me on Snapchat. Y'all can find me on Facebook. I do not have a Twitter because I am not that important. All right. Um, as always, man, shout out to anybody uh, who who's uh, sponsoring this show, which, you know, would be Can't Stop My Grind, uh, Owner Enterprises, Modest Apparel, Clothing. If you are looking for, you know, some Ivy Knows Best uh, merch and y'all want to support, you know, go there as well. Modish Apparel dot com you know use ivy knows best you get 15 percent off you know it's a discount code you know what i mean work with me come on come on people put the stuff on put the hoodies on it's hoodie season y'all want to stay warm man we got different colors man we got everything from blue green red pink for the ladies you know we're gonna work on some we're gonna work on some more stuff too down the line man so hey i want to thank y'all as, as always man thank you very much for joining me and having this conversation with me man it's ivy knows best <laughs>